French say, uh, uh, c'est la vie, which means life sucks or something I like think, that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Big Blue United podcast. I am Dan. I'm here with my main man, Colin. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing okay. We are we're one person uh, less today, but, um, you know, I'm starting to enjoy these little um, these little duos that we, we, we have here. No offense yeah. to you. It's like a it's like a Marvel spinoff sort of just like the buddy buddy you know uh, cop mo- movie who goes on the side. I mean we have some hijinks. You get to see the chemistry in a different a different way without TJ overlording over our banter. Um, so I think I think you're in for a treat. Uh, off the top, let's just get some uh, stuff out of the way. You had guys have to have to start following us on Twitter. Um, there's just a lot of internet money out there that we could be making and we're not. So. Um, you know, maybe like a pyramid scheme, tell five people this week to follow us and uh, they can tell five people, then we'll be famous and uh, we'll kick you guys some cryptocurrency that we'll make up. Uh, BBU coin is coming your way. So follow us at BBU pod boys at Twitter, follow the mothership at big blue United at Twitter, follow the pigskin podcast network at pigskin pod net at Twitter. Um, You'll be covered from everything you want from the NF in, in the NFL world to the New York giants, but mostly follow the big, the, the BBU pod boys. Cause uh, we keep it real and, and we won't spam you with a lot of stuff. Not saying that anyone else does, but we keep it with just like the purest of the news flows coming in. Wouldn't you agree, Colin? I do. I do. And uh, you know, I, I think, um, I think we have to diversify it. Uh, not, not to blow up his spot a little bit, but I think uh, TJ has been commandeering it a little too strong. And I think we got to yeah. spread it out a little bit. Um, that's my yeah, he, fault, though. He was all nonchalant when we suggested we we break out our own Twitter. Like, yeah, I guess that's a cool idea. And he, I just, I just see him at Teddy's, just in the back, just just tweeting up a, a storm, picking fights with with people unsuspecting, uh, trying to trying to drum up some some controversy. But uh, you know, he's getting better, though. I'll say that he's oh he's, yeah, he's honing his skills, uh, creating a real you know attitude the bad boy attitude that I think we uh, are hoping to capture out there. And, and we're falling totally in line with those that we uh, align with uh, um, in terms of our philosophies and uh, of, of our fandom and stuff and everybody that we've uh, befriended over the last two years. Uh, and it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good situation, a good atmosphere, a good crowd to be a part of. And, Looking forward to get to gathering more uh, more comrades for the cause, more followers, more, more followers, more peons. No, no, subjects. No, 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 we are not. We're not up. We're not on a pedestal. We're on a. Uh, I thought the podcast, the whole point of podcast, was to, to tell people how to think. Is that? Well, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're That's right. why we align ourselves with rational-minded Giants fans that can approach situations logically. And with reason, uh, there's other, there's, we can go elsewhere if you, if you don't want that, if you want to buy the, the company line. But like we said at the beginning, we, we give it to you straight, the realness, the raw. And what, what I mean by, by what I said is like <laughs> uh, the, the people who also are on a pedestal talking down to people, uh, we are going to all talk down at you together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, and we'll, we'll toss you a beer or something too. Yeah. 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 You, you want to reach up? You want to yeah. come up? No, no, you're going to stay down there, but yeah. that's fine. You'll understand. I, I quite literally can't da- talk down to anybody in real life. So um, we'll talk down to, to anyone's takes that, that are slightly different than ours in the internet life. <sighs> there's, there's been some interesting ones. I, I've like recently, I found myself seeing like the, the inklings of a argument on Twitter and just being like, I don't even want to read the thread there because I know what it's going to be. And it's mostly the, you know, the Daniel Jones truthers and not truthers. truthers. uh, Yeah. The, the guys that are just so pissed off at the idea that we could even think about looking at a Malik Willis. Oh, 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 clutching my pearls. How could you (laughs) dare look at another quarterback right now? What do you mean? He's the only one who's interesting coming out in this draft. You might as well really look, take a look at him. Although I guess that Corral character who we have uh, um, 
uh, a connection with because, of course, he's friends with the Mannings. Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, I don't really know too much about him, though. Do you? Yeah, I, I know a few things about like his play style. He's pretty prolific in college. He can move. He, you know, he can create on the fly. He's not uh, particularly, you know, his size isn't. He's not. I think he's like six foot one. Closest comp is Drew Brees, mm-hmm. but he's not nearly as accurate or like reliable. Um, so he, he's an interesting prospect, but he's not like a a day one starter prospect. I don't think there are really any quarter uh, quarterbacks in this draft that are. But first, but first, before we get into the deeper, deeper dive into the, the greater NFL and the New York Giants, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Bravo Sierra. Bravo Sierra is one of the coolest uh, companies at, at first glance. Um, we, we, we got in touch with them. They got in touch with us and we got a bunch of really cool just uh, grooming uh, products for, for men and women. Um, they are a company that developed through partnering with uh, the U.S. military, thousands of U.S. military um, enlisted uh, soldiers and veterans. All I've road tested these products from uh, body wash to antiseptic wipes to deodorant to, uh, you know, almost almost anything you could think of that's going to get you hygienic, bacteria free, clean and fresh. Um, Bravo Sierra provides and and they sent us a great package. Everything is super clean looking. The packaging looks like it was, you know, distributed to you um, before you 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 put in your in your ruck pack and, and go hit hit the road, um, and it's just super super cool. They they spend a lot a lot of time and a lot of attention to packaging, no frills, but delivering a super super high quality product. Um, if you want a scent, they've got you know really clean, crisp scents: citrus, cedarwood, sandalwood, fig. Uh, I don't know what tonka bean is, but it sounds cool and it sounds tough. If you want to smell tough. I think if you want to smell tough should be their tagline, but I don't know. Uh, Colin, what do you think about Bravo Sierra? Well, Tonka bean. I mean, you smell like a truck, but like in a good way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tonka bean and lemon. That's, that's the scent that I got. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool because it's, it's, it's faint, but it's there. Like you gotta get, you gotta get in there to know. So it's like, you're not going to be the guy that hang, that shows up to hang out with his buddies and, and you're like, Oh dude, what what are you trying to do here? But you know, if someone wants to get in close to you and really get familiar, they're going to be like, Ooh, this guy, this guy knows, knows what's up. He smells, he smells clean at least. It's like the anti anti, and I don't want to say their name because you know, we're only doing this product, the anti what you heard about and smelled for years with this body spray in middle school, in the middle school. And the, just the, you know, the monster drinking, uh, just moron guys. Really <laughs> the monster good. drink of body wash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's not that. It's not. No, that. it's not that. And, it, and you're right. It's 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 not overbearing. And that's what I mean by it. It's not like this. You walk in the room and it's like, oh, my God. No, it's like it does what it does its job. I, I was really floored by the uh, uh, the packaging also. I mean, I love that utilitarian look. Just like here's what it is. Here's a little thing on it that says what it is. And it gets the job done. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, man, I, I can't speak more highly of, the, of this this brand. Um, a portion of all their sales goes to um, military vets. Uh, it's available uh, at GNC. Check it out there. Check it out the website at bravosierra.com. Um, just, just good stuff all around. And I think the thing that I like the most is, and I want to ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, what do you call the um, piece of luggage, we'll say, that you, you put your toiletries in? Uh, what do uh, you call it yourself? Um, like what just holds just the toiletries by itself? Yeah. Like when you're packing your bag for a trip and you need to get your toiletries, what you're like, what do you put it in a Ziploc bag? What do you do? I, I have a toiletry, uh, bag. Like and a, you call it a toiletry bag. Yeah, I do. I learned probably like five years ago that you can also call it a dop kit. Mm. And that's a really dope name. And they also have a dop kit. Um, just a really clean canvas bag that, that, uh, all this stuff came in and it's just a great way to carry your stuff around ultra rugged. Um, I don't know, Bravo Sierra, check it out. BravoSierra.com. Well worth it. Yeah. All right. Back at it. Uh, we want to talk a little bit of giant stuff. This is like the pits of the pits for giants news. So, uh, if there's something you're like really wanted to hear us talk about, I'd be shocked. Um, 
But off the top, there was some interesting news that came out, out about Patrick Graham. I think it was reported. I forgot where I saw it. It was widely reported. Uh, Colin might remember. But uh, just his reasons for leaving, there's more to it than, than it seems. Um, and, and Colin, anything about that reporting you want to highlight for everyone? Well, I, I thought it was interesting. It was something that I thought was very possible when it happened, but you know, there was no way of knowing until after the fact. And who knows if this is actually true or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, apparently, uh, from this report, actually, where did I see it? It was uh, Giants Wire is where I saw it, um, uh, which is uh, part of USA Today. But um, Right, right, right. More or less, he was upset with the Giants front office and ownership with how they handled the whole Brian Flores situation, which uh, tends to infer that any of the speculation of um, just kind of a sketchy way about going about things is, is possibility. Uh, and especially, I mean, there's going to be a, a, a bit of um, uh, camaraderie there and he's going to feel like, uh, especially though, I mean, they're friendly and all that kind of stuff. And, if he feels like there was some wrongdo- wrongdoing done, uh, I I don't blame him uh, for wanting to get out of the whole scene. Not to mention the fact that he was with the organization for the last couple of years and saw multiple head coaches fired. So yeah. if you see something that's a little unstable like that in a situation like that, well, maybe you go with your buddy out in, in Vegas and, and just start new on a team that's in a better situation now than the Giants currently are. So. It's interesting to me. I, 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 where did you take away from it, from what you read? I thought a few things were pretty interesting. Um, I think it might have been Dan Duggan that that so I, I read his tweet where he sort of outlined some of the grievances. Um, but one of the things was he was really taken aback by, you know, the Giants promising to, to stick with Judge, whom he's very close with, yes. and then sort of flaking on him after two years, um, you know, outside of the sort of extenuating circumstances that Joe judge uh, found himself in and sort of put himself in, uh, you know, speaking to what you were saying, as far as like stability, that doesn't do a lot to sort of foster that environment. Then another one was, was sort of like a timing thing, which I thought was really interesting because I remember this happening. Uh, the giants announced sort of just, I don't know, willy nilly that Patrick Graham was going to be coming back as a defensive coordinator yeah. while he was still interviewing for the head coaching job with the Vikings. And, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that they knew something he didn't know, or if that meant that like they, that he wasn't really in contention or it really just shows that it's just taking his interviewing or his candidacy for that job less seriously. So I can imagine that rubbing you the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and it's really a shame too. Cause I think he was widely beloved by fans uh, sort of like the only bright spot in, in just like a really bad uh, four year run for us. Um and and you, and you sort of you sort of hate to see people leave on bad terms, but I guess you know there, there's going to be some downside, some some bad side effects of you know cleaning house. Um, and though and though I feel bad for him and and appreciate what he what he did for the team, like I still think you know obviously I think we're better off. I think the team is in a better spot. Uh, just a shame that I had to shake out on bad terms with with Patrick Graham. <laughs> Not to mention, too, I mean, we got another exciting defensive mind to replace him. So, Without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, arguably far more exciting than even him. Uh, I have to- just totally different philosophies. Like, yeah. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone, you know, a defensive coordinator or many defensive coordinators with such a distinct and, like, established style. Um, so, again, we're, we're giddy. We're, yeah. we're thrilled with uh, – what's on the horizon for, for the giants. And I, I guess um, the other thing we want to touch on is just related to the defense a little bit is, is that there's a lot of news coming out of the combine about uh, James Bradbury being, you know, sort of actively shopped, seeing what we can get in there. There's a, a, a good deal of interest. I think they said at least four teams are in sort of negotiations or have been pitching trade offers to the giants for, for James Bradbury, which is to be expected. You know, he's not super young, but he's not super old and he's still, a uh, very productive corner, which is a position that uh, is of high value and is hard to find reliable corners. And I, I'm sure he would, James Bradbury, there's a third round pick, uh, sort of the valuation that he's getting out there in the market. Yeah, that that's what it seems like, which is interesting too, because he's the third and then I saw Saquon would get a fourth. And you can just, just say it right now, 
outright. He's uh, Saquon staying on. He's playing on this team next year. It's probably going to happen, and mostly to do with the fact that if they're going to be leaning into Daniel Jones, uh, you kind of have to stick any sort of offensive weapon around to help him out with that. But back to James Bradbury, yes. Third round pick, I'm okay with it, especially after a year that he had a a significant drop-off in production. Uh, He just looked old and slow all of a sudden at at the ripe old age of 28. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, and it's kind of like what we were saying last week, like everything's on the table. you got to make this team better, and if that means someone like, uh, you know, James Bradbury or, or I mean, Blake Martinez. Yeah, Blake Martinez, which is tough because he's coming off of injury. So I don't know how many uh, opportunities you are going to be able to to pass him off. Um, However, like we did see as well, too, uh, last week, it seems that and who knows if it's actually the truth or if it's being considered. But there are a number of players that are apparently open to taking massive pay cuts just to stick around. Yeah. one of which being Blake Martinez, Blake Martinez, uh, another being uh, Sterling Shepard, which, frankly, that's the best of both worlds for me because Shep is not going to get much of anything on the market. He's probably not going to get another deal of any sort of value right now. He might as well get that prove-it, incentive-laden, veteran minimum contract, $1.1 million for the year, see if he comes back and boost his his value. And if he wants to walk next year, so be it. I'd like to see a a year, a full year with him. And I know that's hard to come by where he's not dealing with some major injuries. Just stay on the field a little bit. You're such an electric slot player and we love you. And you're the longest tenured guy on the team at this point. And he's just, he's such a giant and you want, you just want him to do well. I don't know if I'd say he's electric, at least ah, anymore. Well, yes. Uh, well, only <laughs> because he hasn't been given the opportunity to show it. He, he. And there's flashes. I mean, like yeah. he can do it. I mean, when he's in the place that he's supposed to be, and he's making those catches that seemingly no one else will make because no one else is reliable, and he makes those catches, then you're like, yes, Sterling yeah. Shepard, you, yeah. you're my man. You're there when we need you. Um, and I was reading something else about his contract situation, and I was only half reading it, so I can't, I can't totally articulate it, but something along the lines of like if we were to just straight up cut him, our cap hit would be um, pretty significant. I think something yeah. like uh, five, around five million, five or seven million dollars. Uh, yeah, because he has like a twelve million dollar deal or something. Yeah, yeah. And basically, like, and, and what he would receive on the open market also wouldn't be commiserate with that. And, and it's almost sort of like all things being equal, taking the pay cut and staying with the Giants and keeping it simple. Like, it might also be his best bet. Um, so. There's hope there. Again, you'd, you'd love to keep. We all we all are very fond of Sterling Shepard because um, no one cares about the the famous boat incident, which meant, meant nothing and, and ruined Odell Beckham's career. Um, yeah, well, there you still have those those same uh, ignoramuses on 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 Twitter that that bring that up every so often because stupid. you know what? Why? What's the point at this point? Um, yeah. Just throwing in another person with uh, some uh, dead dead money uh, implications if there were certain moves made. Uh, someone like Logan Ryan. Um, I saw something interesting today. If he was, and it, what was the most interesting thing about it is they are considering shopping him or cutting him outright from what I read, which doesn't make any sense because if they wait until next season, uh, there will be, instead of like, uh, the, I don't know if the number is correct by any means. Either three to four million saved if he's cut this year, but it would be like nine point six next year. So why yeah. would you cut him this year? And maybe maybe it's one of those just like disgruntled kind of situations, which is weird because he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. But who knows what's going on? Maybe he doesn't like the direction that things are going in. I, I, who knows? It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I I do know for a fact in the next couple of weeks you're going to be seeing some probably names that we haven't even mentioned leaving that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. And, and I, I think I said it in the past couple of pods, but this is the first time in a long time where, you know, these questions that come up and it seems like, you know, obviously we should or shouldn't cut this guy or, or keep this guy for, you know, uh, cap implications this year or next year. I don't really have to worry about it anymore because I know that there are people actually smarter than me actually looking at it and actually planning it out with a real plan, not just some willy nilly, like 
you know, got to save my, my hubris. I got to save my, my pride. So we're going to keep this guy and, and be damned, you know, what happens. Um, so I found finding myself less informed than I normally am because I, <laughs> I have trust in the, in the team for the first time in a long time. I feel like an idiot, but. And it is not uh, nice. True. Yeah. It feels kind of good. I, I know there's nothing really warranted over the fact that, you know, uh, the, the proof has been in the pudding with these people uh, elsewhere, mostly being our GM and our, our head coach and whoever has been brought with them. Um, you know, you, you'd like to think that, that you had some success somewhere else that is notorious for not really having lasting success and being able to translate it here. I, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't even know if I want to go here. I, I, I don't think we're at the point as an organization where there's just a stigma, um, where there's a, for a lack of better words and, and having to go into soccer terms, a Spursy type thing that hangs over the cloud of a team. Sorry to bring up the Spurs. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I turned I it off after the first half. Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't watch it at all. I just saw the score and I can't believe what I saw. Uh, for, for those out there who, who absolutely don't care, because you definitely don't. Uh, I am a, a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Uh, and Dan is an Everton fan, and they played each other today, and it was a shellacking uh, like like no other by the Spurs. But uh, I don't even yeah. know what happened. Uh, I was gonna, at the, I, that was one of my bits that I felt I forgot to do. I wanted to say, welcome to Talking Toffees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I know you're saying. I don't think there's like the stink of a a a forever doomed organization. We forget we've won four Super Bowls too in the past, you know, fifteen years or whatever. Um, so it's not that, and, and traditionally the giants have been a, an organization that treated people right and, and haven't been like mired in corruption, yeah. at least that we know about. Um, but, uh, to that end a little bit and, and to get to the combine, I, before we get into the players and stuff, I, I remember seeing a number of sort of veteran beat writers and maybe other like giants, Twitter verse people that were at the combine talking about, how anytime anyone was discussing Shane and, and Dable and particularly Shane uh, about how we nailed a, nabbed a good guy, nabbed like a guy that knows what's up, that's taken seriously, that's thinking uh, forward and, and, and smart. Um, so that's always great to hear. I know for sure, <laughs> even though I don't know for sure that no one was saying that when we, we brought Gettleman in the house. So um, no, no, I think it was like, I think maybe one person said it was a good move and it was probably one of his buddies who the hell knows. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was cool to hear, but let's talk like a a briefly on the combine again, caveat, like, you know, it's not really football, but it's still cool to see human beings, this big do things, this crazy um, move this fast and and be this powerful. Um, I thought maybe, uh, one of the things that stood out to me was how fast the wide receivers were. Uh, again, don't know necessarily how polished they are at, at route running or, 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 or breaking coverage or, or, or press coverage, but there was a ton of fast guys. Nine guys run under uh, 4.4, uh, 4440. Now, um, what is that? Like what, what defines that year to year? Is it just a crop or is it just like uh... – it's, I don't know. It's crazy. I think, I think people are learning ways to get off to f- fast starts. I think we know from our limited experience, like it's half of it is just getting off the line properly. Yeah. Um, and I bet you there's a lot of like training that, that has to do with it. I know I was, I was hearing a lot of guys were doing the 40, but weren't doing the cone drill. Hmm. And I'm wondering if you're able to like lift a certain way to get muscles really strong for straight line sprinting. Huh. That, aren't ideal for doing the super agility things because they're all doing the agility drills at the pro day. So what if guy, this is just my, you know, half-baked theory are like lifting a certain way, lifting like real powerful, real bulky. And just so they can have that straight line speed and then they'll loosen up and get, and get agile in a couple of weeks or whatever, a month for their pro day to do. the agility Like, uh, like uh, Thibodeau or are, are, are the, the defensive end uh, prospect that's, looking more and more like uh, at least the talking heads are talking more about him going to us at five. He did that exact thing. He ran a four, five, nine, and he decided not to do the cone drill, which that a lot of guys, plays right yeah. into what you're talking about. And it might be because, you know, more prone to injury or whatever, you know, True. turning like that. But 
Maybe it could also be gamed a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, one of the most interesting dudes, I think it was from uh, South Dakota, uh, Christian Watson. He's like 6'4", yes. but he ran a, a 4.3640. Yeah, um, and his, his athletic um, uh, profile was like off the charts for wide receivers in like the last couple of years or something, Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, it's just like – I just seen – it's like a freak show. It's like these guys are just – the most amazing physical specimens ever. Um, I wanted to also highlight a cornerback situation. I know everyone's been talking about cornerbacks and how the giants uh, uh, are, 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 you know, know could be making it. And I, I know who you love the most is, uh, is Trent McDuffie, right? Cause he's a nice Irish lad. Um, uh, nope. From Washington. He, he's been shooting up the boards. People love him. They say he's really smart, really athletic. Um, he's the kind of guy that could wear the green dot on the helmet and call it, call it, the defense really yeah and i he's he's from your your homeland i think uh but me i'm more of a sauce guy oh no I'm, I'm, a sauce, I'm, I'm sauce all day I, after no that, you're, you're you're mcduffie oh, okay i'm mcduffie yeah yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah i don't have a choice here no no um but anyway <laughs> those guys showed out uh, i think lsu's uh stingley is that yeah uh he didn't he didn't uh participate uh, so that that sort of opened the doors to a few other guys. Um, it should be cool to keep tabs on, and obviously, um, we could use some corners. Uh, but I think it's going to be a value proposition at the, at the top of the draft for if we're going to nab one of these guys again in a situation where we either trade trade down and, and grab someone or take our two top picks with five and seven. I think the quarterbacks, if someone falls in love with someone, might be a great opportunity for us to trade back and for a haul. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about freaks again. That's what that's where I sort of got off the rails. Um, the Georgia defensive guys, the fronts, the Georgia front seven. Yeah, it's absurd. What is going on? Dude? Yeah, what, what's what's the dude who who ran the forty that like four <laughs> eight and he's like three hundred and thirty pounds? What's that guy's name? Jordan uh, Davis. Yeah, Jordan what Davis. is his deal? He didn't he also break the the record for long jump for for yeah. that guy too? Yeah. Like, what, what's going on what's for an over three hundred pound? Yeah, uh, I think I think no one did it since like the early nineties or something like that. Yeah. If, if ever. Um, but I will, a, a little anecdote when I was visiting my in-laws in Florida over Christmas, I was speaking uh, to one of their country club, <laughs> a friend's sons. That's a, a, a Georgia grad. He graduated in the past couple of years. So he was, nice. he was big in it. It was Christmas time. So they were making the push for the national championship. And I was like, uh, I don't follow college football really, man, but who, who on, on the Bulldogs, who's the guy? throughout the entire team. And he's like, Jordan Davis, huh. he's a monster. And I was, then I looked up his stats. I was like, yes, he is a monster. And now that he's showing out like this in the combine um, is just crazy. Just a, a human being that's six foot six, 346 pounds running a four, seven, four. He's um, uh, just death on wheels. I don't know. I mean, like, he, he'll go in the first round, right? Like that's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's like, Someone might reach for him, but it could be like a thing where if 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 Neil or Icky drop to to five, we trade back the seven, and then we have a pick in the teens. You, we could get him to put in the middle of our our defensive line and uh, <laughs> just bend people over. Um, uh, other the other guys, uh, uh, Trayvon Walker had a crazy day, and he's being projected a lot to the Giants uh, in a lot of mocks. All of a sudden, yeah, because he just had the second pick has been he's been sliding in there yeah i think he he's is he a, a dn or he's like a, a lot like outside linebacker hybrid dn more um, like that that's what it seems but i think he's sort of jumped all the other guys that are traditional defensive ends if people are looking for a pass rusher he's sort mm. of the more enticing uh just you know talent uh, if you're looking to bolster the defense and not choose a guy in the secondary outside of yeah. Hutchinson and, and Thibodeau. Um, but just crazy, crazy. All the, everyone, uh, like all, all the other guys, Wyatt uh, from Georgia, another interior defensive lineman had a, had a great day, which all just promotes the hope that we, we trade down and get more draft equity. Cause I think there's going to be players further down in the first round and in the, well into the second, third and fourth rounds that, that could be huge contributors right away um, to a team that utilizes them smartly and has a, a real focus system to utilize them in. Um, Which plays right into our hand, man. I mean, like we, we need a haul. And if you can get that, um, 
that value late. Like I was, uh, I saw one uh, mock draft uh, earlier today. Um, Deese, the the tight end from San Diego State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he's going to go in like the fourth or the fifth round. And mm-hmm. th- in that same article, they were saying like it's the kind of draft where you can get a starter that late if you know yeah. what you're doing. Which I know you could say that about any any year, but like especially this year, like there's more of a, a plethora of, of possibilities that are actually um, uh, it, it's just it's more broad. Like you can wait that long and still pick up yeah. some some quality, which is like, all right, you, Shane, you know what you're doing. Just just get those picks. Like if you could yeah. trade back from either five or seven, uh, you know, maybe get a second or third or, or uh, you know, second I and third. I, yeah, second and third, and this year. Don't even wait year. for next year. Yeah. This year, and then just do it, man. Just and then yeah. trade again. Trade again later on too, if you want. Yeah, and and I, I was trying to say before, but a lot of these players from all like the little scouting blurbs I've read um, are like very specific kind of players. Like they do, they play a certain style. And and if we have these coaches that have a very specific kind of offensive defense that they like to run and smart front office, we can get the guys that we that we want to do certain things the way we want to do them in those other rounds. Um, we don't need a guy that can do absolutely everything every way. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I wanted to ask this before. Um, and I, I haven't like really delved into Wink Martindale's defense, uh, you know, fully yet. I mean, you know, from everything he's done with the, with the Ravens and all that kind of stuff, but is this going to be a pure three, four defense under him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I haven't really thought about like formation type. You think so. He likes to blitz so much um, that most likely will be, but they, they, it, it's predicated on having, you know, the, those long uh, strong corners that like to hit and having like sort of a, a real strong middle of your defense uh, yeah. with, with some, some quality, you know, middle linebackers and, and guys that are going to hold up at the point of attack, which we already sort of have um, a little bit. Uh, yeah. I think this was there's a lot of depth at linebacker um, coming out. Uh, again, a bunch of different flavors, a lot of really fast coverage linebackers, and also mm. a couple thumpers. Uh, Leo Chanel, who we talked about yep. uh, last pod, um, had a great had a great combine, um, and and his whole thing was just uh, being like an old school run stopping captain of the defense. Um, that's the kind of guy that would be there in the third round, maybe that, that Wisconsin um, linebacker, that typical kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, um, and then and then just a bunch of linebackers that are crazy fast, like linebackers running four fours, four fives, four sixes, and being six foot two and strong as hell. So um, everything's positive this time of year at the combine. And I know I know you wanted to talk a little bit. I don't know this, but I know this uh, about how Riley Dixon can get off the team, and we have to uh, to draft, huh. draft this punter from San Diego, Arizona, Arizona, Matt. Yeah, Ariazi. 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 A R A I Z A. Yeah. Arazia. Arazia. Something like that. I don't know. Too many A's. I can't. As an Italian, I feel bad, even though he's not Italian. But uh, I mean, he he yeah. he boots the ball eighty yards at a clip. Yeah. So uh, and he also hits people. Yeah. I, I mean, saw, we're a pun- I, we're a punter podcast. Like, well, that's I a, mean, that's. Well, should, should, I, should I share the story of our of, of the favorite meeting of a giant that you and I were of our in? favorite giant of yeah. the past twenty years? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. All right. So, after a night of uh, um, partying pretty hard, revelry. Yeah, it was it was a good uh, good Mayapack, New York uh, outing for for you and I. Where where, uh, where do we go? What do we do? What night was it? Oh, uh, we we were at some 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 party in Secor. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Which, uh, uh, I, I don't need to get too deep into it. But, I think uh, I think I think if you say party in Secor, it's a if you know you know kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but we uh, had the idea of very early in the morning the next day uh, driving up to Albany uh, because the Giants camp was still going on up there. Uh, because what was the connection? It, it, it was your, it, your sister had a connection, right? It was like a boyfriend at the time had some sort of an in. We were able to get the, Oh the field yeah. Her high school bro- boyfriend's dad worked for like, yes, network or something. And yeah, was able to get us tickets or a pass. Um, 
which was by far the coolest thing ever because we weren't just like one of the fans on the in the in the bleachers way on the other side of the field like we were sitting behind the bench like yeah. the players were right there and i remember we walked into um some little uh um a kiosk tent kind of area and i i don't know why we were right there but you know i felt like um the the skies opened up the sun all of a sudden it, it was a cloudy day and all of a sudden the sun came out it was shining on me and i i didn't know i didn't know why there was like a magic in the air there was a the, 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 the halo soundtrack started to play just like oh Exactly. And then I, I turn to my left and who do I see walking towards me? But the, the bronze Adonis himself of punt of punting, but Jeff Eagles, Fakes. there, there he was. He, he comes walking right in. I go right up to him. I, 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 I didn't even know I had an outer body experience. I'm like, well, I might, I just felt like I needed to, to be in this man's presence. I go right, right up to him and I say, Mr. Fegels, you're my favorite punter of all time or something along those lines. And, and I, I asked him to sign something. He's just like, well, that time is for afterwards, but he shook my hand and I, I thought my hand was broken. I thought that was it. <laughs> so for some reason saying Mr. Fiegel's sounds like a, a joke or like a character from like boy meets world or something. Oh, Mr. Um, Feeny. Yeah. But Mr. Fiegel sounds like, like a, like a prank. I don't well, know. I, f- I felt like I had to be respectful for him. Or to him, and uh, he did shake my hand. I didn't end up getting his autograph, but I, that was kind of enough for me. And um, yeah, and then I also remember at a certain point, it was you and I standing, and it was Ron Jaworski. I hate Jaws. Uh, I hate Jaws too. But it was the uh, it was the Monday Night Crew at the time. They were there uh-huh. doing their rounds of the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Was Susie Colbert there? Susie Colbert was there. She was off to the right. It was it Jaws. Yeah. So, uh, was it, uh, John Gruden and like someone else? I don't, I don't, dude, I don't remember absolutely nothing from this. So this is, this is painting a picture for me as well. Uh, well, I, I, well, oh, I missed the funniest part. We were the morons who thought that practice started in the morning. So that's why we p- woke up early. <laughs> drive all the way up here like a bunch of schmucks at like six thirty in the morning. We get there and we're basically told we saw signs that practice, uh, was pushed to the afternoon or it was, it wasn't even scheduled for the morning. It was only <laughs> the afternoon. So we went to a Dick sporting goods store around the corner in the, yes. in the capital region area there. And we bought a football and we were just throwing it around in this field in the middle of the, the wasteland. And yeah. uh, yeah, like threw my arm out. And then we finally went to, to the practice. Yeah. It was, that had to be every bit of like 13 years ago or something. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, dude. I, I remember it wasn't that, trip to the to uh the training camp but somehow i got my feagles jersey signed by akeem nix because akeem nix was wearing 18 in his like rookie rookie season no that uh, might have been the same one no because we had feet because feels never signed my jersey i i didn't have my jersey there uh (laughs) so i think my sister might have did it or i i don't know you still have i I never met akeem Akeem nix so someone did it for (laughs) me it's either you or my sister i don't i don't know but I have, uh, a, yeah, my, I have a Fields jersey signed by Hakeem Nix. <laughs> well, yeah, at least at least the connection was is they had the same number for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, right. we digress. We certainly do. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think all this to say is like the combine. As much as we don't want it to be a ton of fun, it's always a little bit of fun. TJ tweeted out, uh, "What was it like?" The combine is a joke, but I just love watching huge men run. Yeah, that's uh, it. I mean, that's really all it's, it's all it's about, right? Yeah. Um, but before we get into it, I think we need a word from our sponsors. All right. Yeah. And I was I was going to do this whole thing where you can go back and forth like the Beastie Boys, and like I I do a word and you do a word. Oh God! But I'm just going to do it. Hoops fans, ballers, players of all kinds. <laughs> The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking about the Legs 360 Windmill Good. Through the Legs 360 Windmill Good. Uh, A skyhook, perhaps. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state, you can still take your shot at a big payday. 
Everyone can pay for huge cash prizes, can play for huge cash prizes, and you pay for it. With DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, so we got to do, you got to draft, you got to download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Just bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Don't do it on the Knicks. This promo code <laughs> TPPN on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting part of the NBA. Now listen up, this is the really important part. Got to be 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Hey, do you have the number for uh, for the Atlanta area? Because I think Calvin Ridley could use one of these numbers. <laughs> Great segue, Colin. One of the, the best segues I think we've ever had in this entire <laughs> podcast. Yes, Calvin Ridley gambled $1,500 on, a, on like a number of different parlays, so a man after my own heart uh, as far as betting parlays, but he's spending a lot bigger money than, than your boy gambles. But I think he had an eight team, a five team, and a three team parlay, which included his own team, which is probably not a great idea, even though he no. wasn't playing. Um, I mean, it's a simple rule. You don't have to do it or if you do it, like don't do it on like, don't do it legally, do it illegally. Calvin, um, you know, <laughs> be smart, man. Um, don't register your name at whatever sports betting like online app you're using. It got flagged, I think, and they uh, they relayed the message to the NFL. And the NFL is not allowing Calvin Ridley to play next year, what a which moron. is wild. Because um, if there's one thing the NFL is about, it's about asking you to gamble nonstop on the NFL. But if you're a player, you're screwed because yeah. you, you gambled – a couple hundred bucks on a long shot parlay. Um, but I guess this is zero tolerance policy. And, you know, that that's a, a sort of tough thing to, to deal with anyway. Zero tolerance policies. Uh, I, I what do you saw, think? I saw a, uh, I saw a, a video, a compilation video that someone tweeted out uh, after the news broke of all the plays that could possibly have been him thinking about gambling while he was playing. <laughs> oh, he was, he was actually playing that week. Uh, well, I think what it was more than anything else was a just a an alluding to the fact that maybe he was doing this prior to this year as well. And it's the first time he got caught. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and there are plays that are egregious. <laughs> like plays where he is the fastest guy out there and he intentionally slows down kind of stuff. And uh <laughs> is that why the 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 Falcons have like the worst red zone uh offense in the NFL? Well, no, that's the Giants, but well, Falcons are too far behind. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I saw it and it's like, he did. There's a lot of those plays where he would stop direction, like stop, go another direction and actually run backwards. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> uh, like there, there was one play where he, he sprinted towards the sideline. It was towards the end of the game as if he wanted to get out of bounds to stop the clock. And he outright did not. <laughs> Like he was it's, running towards it, and then he turned yeah. off field for for whatever reason. <laughs> Just like, uh, guy, what are you doing? It's so like you're I, playing Madden online in like in 2004, and you have like super lag, and you're wide yeah. open, and then all of a sudden he just goes off the field. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about Greg Jemmings. Yeah, put the team on your back, dude. He did not put the team on his back. Um, he um, so at the end of last week's pod, I I, I implored you, Colin, to to watch the amazing uh, genius documentary on Netflix chronicling uh, the early years primarily of Kanye West. And I'm sure you didn't watch it, but I'm no, sure you got yet. reasons. I will. I will. I will. I will. I, I will. The, the, man, that, that, that clip that I sent you the other day really, really did it for me, man. Cause it, it just, I mean, you know how I'm an unabashed Talib Kweli fan for, mm-hmm. for almost probably half my life and someone of which who I know the history between the two of them and most F and black star and that whole thing. And 
to see Kanye just not not even just you know not mention the fact that he was helped very very much by a, a group of people including Talib and 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 most but outright disrespect Talib almost like to get laughs out of the group that he was hanging out with because they thought it would be funny. It doesn't make any sense to me because Talib's not a guy to be known to be a, a jerk by any means. He's like a very humble kind of individual. I mean, he's part of that whole backpack hip hop crew of, you know, the last 20 years of like the conscious rappers or whatever you want to call them. And, you know, he, all he, He's just a friend of this guy. And yes, you, you made a very good point. Uh, Kanye is an insane person. So that's probably why it went that way because he's all yeah. about the ego. But yes, I, I will watch it because the, the early days and the early years of, of him coming up are, are definitely the most interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I can't believe how long of a, of a film it is. You said it was three, four hours, something like that, or even more. Yeah, it's, I think it's closer to, to six and a half. Wow. Um, I mean, it's three it's three installments mm-hmm. um but it will inform a lot of that that treatment of talib uh you see him do it to a lot of people in his life which is really yeah. sad um and talib you know more recently in the news was was there when uh uh you know went out to to uh what's it called not idaho wyoming um, oh yeah to visit him to check up on him when things are going off the rails i think a couple of years ago uh-huh. try to try to keep him grounded and um there's a lot of back and forth they were beefing i think we shared like a some of Taleb's podcast talking about what went down. Yeah. Um, also say that like Kanye is not the old Kanye anymore. The old Kanye was a weird dude too, yeah. but it from strictly a music history, like just perspective, watching him play demos of some of the yeah. biggest songs of the 20th century, uh, uh, 21st century. Um, like for the first time he's like, he's like going through, uh, uh, through uh Rockefeller like offices and just playing um all the uh, beats that you know that you've yeah, heard he's playing for the first time he's playing like all falls down for like a marketing exec in their office just on their on their boom box and he's yeah. rapping it to them and they're just like I gotta do work get out of here like yeah. no one's and and it's like it's just crazy to see these songs that have been in the backgrounds of our lives and then like cool to see him actually show it to people that know he's showing it to all these rappers and, and like, like big name rappers, like all these songs and they're not totally getting it. But like once he shows it to Pharrell who like really understands what's going on, like musically Pharrell's brain explodes. And like yeah. that moment was my, was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Cause talk about geniuses. I mean, he's yeah. right up there too. So, but Talib and Most Def are in it, and they have two two really cool scenes. Most Def has a really really cool scene in there. Um, so check it out. I don't know why I'm, I'm pitching this, but uh, I think I think I think you'd enjoy it, and I think no, our and listeners I, would enjoy it. And, and hey, you know me. I, I I watch more or less anything musically related if it, it is a good story. And yeah, obviously his entire life has been a good story. I, I just uh, just hope he figures it out sooner than later because I, I I'd hate to see him be the, the kind of guy that's like destined for the behind the music kind of ending, you know, and I, and I'm not putting that out there into the universe, but like, uh, he's, he's already on that path and it just, I don't know. He's too, too precious of a, 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 of an intellect to be lost, whether or not he's, you know, with us or he's not with us. I'm not, you know, yeah, you know that, I mean. that's a real, that's a real fear too. uh, worry about how long, He's just, he's so unstable. Uh, another music recommendation. I think it's on HBO. Yeah. It's on HBO max. Uh, Airheads is available. If anyone's never seen Airheads from 1994. Oh, is it? Amazing cast. Uh, great movie about uh, three guys in a rock band that, that hold up a radio station at, at hostage with water guns. Just, they don't make movies like that anymore. No. Who'd win in a fight, Mac, uh, Colin? Lemmy or God? Trick question. Lemmy is God. He is, in fact. Oh, which, by the way, I, I did. I, I don't even know if I mentioned on the pod. We maybe was just talking about it. I was at the Rainbow. I saw that. Yeah, went to the Rainbow with the band when we were in is LA. It, does it smell in there? Um, the place rules. Like I thought, you know, it's the Rainbow. You hear about it. It's legendary, whatever. But like, it's cool as hell. And I know a lot of people think it's like overdone. It's a very touristy thing. But like. We, yeah. we we played the show and we we were just like all right why don't we just go do the touristy thing we went there yeah. we had dinner 
pizza was pretty good. And that's hard to say about California, frankly. So um, what's cool about it is it's like a house. It it really is more like a house than it is a building because you look at it and it looks like it's kind of like a shanty. Yeah. Like, like uh, almost like a weird windmill looking, uh, it looks out of place for the Sunset Strip. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh, you go in, and it's like a bar in every room, and it's very comfortable. All the seats, all the uh, uh, the booths are like couches, basically. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, we, we sat in the, the, the Zeppelin table and, and all that. Um, we were told by, by Craig, our drummer, after the fact that it was the Zeppelin table. He, I don't know why he didn't tell us while we were there. I would have thought it was a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at pictures taken of them in the 70s, it's straight up where we were. And we took pictures there and it was awesome. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. And, we, and um, uh, Justin, our guitar player, we had him stand in front of the, the Lemmy uh, statue at the bar, which... There's probably seven bars in the whole place. And the bar that he was always at was this like quasi indoor outdoor and it's small and it, and it mm-hmm. has like a, you know, the video gambling machines at the end that he'd always play and the statues sitting there. It was one of those things where yeah. if, if you're in LA and if you're, you're a rock and roll fan, go check it out. It's cool. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a documentary on Lemmy in his later years and he literally would go there all the time, just like even, you know, in his like sixties or whatever. Oh, eat all his meals. Like, yeah, yeah. He actually lived there. Um, Yeah. That's excellent, man. That sounds like, you know, another aspect of an excellent trip. Yeah. Um, Check out next scars on Spotify. If you, if you need to to pump up some jams, Um, great stuff, great driving music. I recommend it. If you got to drive ahead of you, you want, you got to, you got to pound down to the supermarket, throw on some next scars. It'll, it'll get you going. Um, That being said, that's it for us this week. Uh, we love our listeners. We hope you, we hope you appreciate us and, and appreciate us talking down to you. Um, we'll be back next week, I think, with TJ. Hopefully, he'll be back. Uh, follow us at BBU Podboys. Follow the brand at Big Blue United. Follow TPPN at Pigskin Podnet. And uh, check out Bravo Sierra, bravosierra.com. Um, DraftKings 143 forever and ever.